Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I was a bouncing and a laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we just hang on. Well, I can't recall a time when What's I ever up, guys? had so new much episode fun. of the Always Race Day podcast here. I'm Connor Ferguson, joined by Damon Helgevald. And real quick, you might uh, hear someone counting in the background uh, from the numbers one to six. Uh, that's the IUPUI men's basketball team practicing uh, here at Hilton Coliseum. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of counting going on, Damon. This game is going to be something. <laughs> we'll be counting something anyway. Predicted uh, to be the worst college basketball men's team in the country this season is uh, IUPUI, who Iowa State plays tonight. He's also that's rebranding good, good start. Rebranding their school name next year. But they've Enjoy. already uh IU Indiana, I think, or IU Indy. Hmm. Interesting. I like IUPUI better. I, yeah, I, no one, no one hates Uwe Pui. I'd rather, I'd rather be IUPUI. It makes more sense. <laughs> uh, real quick, I do want to give a uh, shout out and a thank you to the Carl Auto Group uh, for sponsoring this podcast. Bear with us. I did think the court would be. Uh, vacant right now i did not know they had to shoot around uh, at two o'clock but uh here at hilton covering men's and women's basketball uh first double header of the year and i figured i'd just post up here and work here all day um maybe next day next time we'll find a uh, quieter place but they're getting what we got damon you gotta take what you got take what you're given all right, so what do we want to talk about first? Because my favorite bowling team uh, sure did better than my favorite race team yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we had a pretty good weekend. I can't can't be too upset with a second place finish, another individual championship, and um, yeah, it's been surprisingly a good start to the season. Yeah, and you, what's the girl's name that uh, won again? 
uh, Jordan Churf is her name. And so she's a girlfriend who worked for us, and, and she's just done a fantastic job. You let her know her, no, her uh, new nickname is uh, KB. So she's your Chris Bryant. Um, I'll have a gotcha. shot for her as soon as possible. She's my <laughs> favorite gal by far. <laughs> Sounds good. You seen the see way she throws bowling balls? Yeah, I, I see them every day, actually. Impeccable. I agree. I agree. And pays off because it, uh, it definitely helps us out. That's for damn sure. So, uh, guys, if you don't know, Damon is the head coach at uh, Columbia. It's in Missouri. Uh, women's bowling program uh, on the rise because you got second place this time. Yeah, we got second this week out of 11 schools. We were third out of nine two weeks ago and second out of 11 this week. And Sounds like uh, you're on pace for a win. Well, that's that's the hope. That's the hope. We we got it in line with a couple of tournaments coming up. We feel we can uh, could win one of the next couple we got coming up. So, will you do a burnout with uh, the van that you drive down there? Will you do a, a burnout with it if you win a tournament? Uh, it might be in the uh, it might be in the cards. I haven't decided. It might be in the cards. All right. Oh man, gotta figure right. out that victory celebration. <laughs> We'll have to do a big video for it. That'd be awesome. Um, so Joey Logano, uh, two-time NASCAR Cup Series champion now. He's one of 10 drivers to ever win uh, multiple titles in the Cup Series. How uh, how big is that for him? What do you think of the race and uh, anything else you saw? Uh, so I, I listened to most of it because we were on the bus on the way home, so I was listening to it. Um, and, you know, it again radio makes it sound a lot better than it actually was i think the beginning part of that race is kind of i want to say bad it was more boring than anything i think the beginning part of the race it, it was all about the all about track position early uh you didn't really see too many people make big moves make those uh those kind of moves that you know question you throughout the day i think you you know you had ross chastain start the day at the back and work his way to the front you had you know things like that um throughout the day bell was was similar sense he was towards the middle to back of the pack and, and worked his way forward so um as far as the beginning part of the race kind of it, it kind of sucked i think for the most part and then uh you know they had that restart uh where where old number one decided he wanted to go back to his old ways and and send chase for a little bit of a spin in the middle portion of that uh but good for logano um you know if, if it wasn't chase that was going to win the title I, i'd rather have seen logano win it anyway it wouldn't have been as as fluky of a win i think he had two two people in the championship four that were um i wouldn't say a fluke per se but more along those lines because you know you had bell win a couple of of cutoff races to even have a chance and then i think uh, bell is worth i think he did too but i think you know at the same token he he also was at the bottom of the standings twice to get in and so um i i think yeah i think he was consistent throughout the year but um then you had chastain kind of get in because of the the hail mary he threw and so um if it wasn't going to be chase it was uh it, it was nice to see logano because it wasn't near as much of a fluke he was always up front all year and and really ran consistently throughout the season i think yeah so a couple of things especially uh if you're watching on the youtube and um i don't even know who drives the number one car but i just want to explain my situation as i'm sitting here now i opened this pop that iowa state gives us free drinks and 
caffeine free. Well, yeah, that's what Sierra missed. By far the most worthless decision I could have made by missing the small font that says caffeine free. You didn't know that Sierra Mist and Sprite are both caffeine free? Oh, are they? Yeah, they have been forever. I had no idea. Boy, you are. I've drank a lot of pop that was not worth what I needed it uh, for a buzz of caffeine. Well, that sucks. I figured out that I can mute my microphone. I forgot that. Just out of thin air. Um, we're having a real good Monday afternoon. Um, yeah, watching the race, uh, you know, there's you had three guys in that race that certainly deserved uh, to win a championship. And, you know, anytime you're watching a race between three guys uh, and the guy who crosses the line first wins, like the anticipation is is there. Um, Phoenix, yeah, usually the first 150 laps, you're kind of just looking at who has the speed, where's everyone going, what are the strategy moves. I thought Alan, uh, Alan Gustafson had probably one of the calls of the year, uh, sending Chase to the pits uh, with, what, 30 laps to go in stage two. And even with no one else pitting, Chase still got back up to 12. Imagine if he comes for uh, 10 laps earlier. Right. And yeah, so that, I mean, that was super cool to see. Uh, I wasn't shocked. No one tried it in the third stage because, um, you know, it, you got lucky that it worked anyways without having a caution and things kind of ramp up. But I do, I like how things play out in the championship format. And I, I know it makes for a boring first half at Phoenix, but I, I picked up on some strategy in the first half of the race. I didn't hate it. But I see what you're saying for sure. I just think if you're going to have a championship race, have it in a place that passing is a little bit more prevalent. <clears throat> Homestead. Well, it's um, all it's all supposed to uh, play to like a fan's dream weekend, and they have the facilities that were purpose built to host the championship race down there. That was the whole like thing with their upgrades and, and all of that, and getting the championship race in the first place. Like, I guess Homestead's not very nice. Um, and that's a reason that they don't have it there anymore. Um, but NASCAR wants their championship to be a big event. There wasn't even a sponsor on this race. Did you know that? It's just it called the a, They haven't had yeah. one for a while. Yeah, I didn't notice that in past years. They just called it the championship race. So, um, yeah. And I like that aspect of it. I think that's how you should market it. And I think, you know, the big media outlets should see NASCAR championship and be like, all right, today's that day. Especially after what we I saw. guess last week from that guy i can't even remember who it is what his name was that yeah. last week yeah. i i guess for my stake or for my say in this is you know phoenix it might be the event style for it but it certainly didn't feel like a championship event like even watching the little bits that, that i did get to watch on the way home it just didn't have that championship feel to it like that finale kind of feel to it and and I don't know why it didn't necessarily, but it, it just didn't have that championship final. Hey, this is this is it kind of sense of urgency that we've had in previous years. You know, at like a homestead where it really it, it truly felt like it was a finale type event. Yeah, um, I get it, but I think it gets bigger every year, and I think some of that's natural promotion. Some of that's. Uh, 
kind of inside uh internally in your brain and marketing to people that hey it's always at phoenix this is what happened and and here's naturally occurring we're gonna have some big moments there i think phoenix hasn't had many in the past five years and that hasn't helped either um but you know eventually like if it stays at phoenix it's going to be uh, a big event every year and it's hard to make it not since it's the title race but you know like you said uh and I think what would you like to see though, but would you like to see more passing for the lead though? I mean, we didn't really have that a whole lot. Yeah, no, I think, I think if I say no, I'm not really a racing fan. Right. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. Yeah. You can almost always ask that, but you're, you're not asking an unfair question. You're obviously right. Um, but I think, I think from a fan standpoint and, and from, Hey, if we had all the money in the world and nothing mattered, uh, yeah, I want it rotated different track every season. Make sure it's not a road course. Make sure it's either a short course or a uh, mile and a half, you know, track tracks that you've, that you're racing more often than not. Um, and short tracks are kind of going away from that. I'd put it on dirt. I would put it at Bristol dirt. That's just me. Oh uh, at, least, at least one season. Um, but yeah, like I think, I think you should rotate it, but I also think that NASCAR is building something with sponsors and stuff in a big event in Phoenix, and it's a big enough market to do it. And it was sold out again this year. They anticipate 10 plus sellouts next season. Um, especially with Chicago and North Wilkesboro, those should, I, can you sell out a street race? No, cause you can't see it. That's, that's your time to stop talking, Damon. All right. <laughs> Ah, uh, no, uh, but it sounds like from their state of the sport um, press conference that things are going in a pretty good direction right now, um, the numbers especially. Uh, and I think part, part of that is just, it, it stinks that it has to be Phoenix every year, but at some point we're gonna see a killer, a killer race at that track. And I didn't think, I didn't think the race was that bad. I, like I said, you can only get so much just listening on it, but just watching some of the replays and some of the things um, on Twitter and, and what I did get to watch, it just didn't, I, I, it just didn't have that sense of urgency type feel to the, to the event, to the, to the race, kind of like what we've seen in the past, even last year, you know, you, you ha it came down to that last pit stop. There was that sense of urgency throughout the entire race because it was the two Joe Gibbs guys who had long run cars and it was the two Hendrick guys who had short run cars and the sense of urgency for the, for the cautions to fall and for the stops to happen, you know, those, that kind of played out in, in last year's race. And even in 2020, when Elliot won his, it, it had that same sense of urgency type feel to it where I just didn't have even listening to the broadcast, it didn't have that sense of urgency type feel. And I think part of that was because, you know, we didn't have the top four cars running in the top five all day long. And I think that had a little bit to do with it. The conspiracy theorists were quiet. Well, of course they were. They should have been. Now, here, so here's the, here's the thing that I kind of wanted to go on a little mini rant about. Um, cause I thought I had a pretty good eye on the fan base and NASCAR fans in general, especially ones that are on social media and stuff like that. And reading people's reactions, I usually can kind of formulate what the takes are going to look like. Um, 
We spent the entire last month talking about Bubba Wallace wrecking Kyle Larson and Ty Gibbs taking out his teammate on purpose. Entire entire last three and a half weeks has dominated the NASCAR news cycle. And we get to Phoenix and some bozo in a number one car spins the nine and Michael McDowell clears out Alex Bowman who just got back from a concussion. Mm-hmm. We are not talking about that. We are. What, what is? What are these guys that are seemingly one locked into a Daytona 500 win? And I know that goes against my take on it, but I'm I'm doing it because that was a real ass move, frankly. Like I, I think I thought that McDowell, was the worst one of the year. Right. It, I don't know. It about didn't, the, it didn't the make any sense. Of the year. Well, I don't it didn't know make about any the sense. They're coming out of a corner for like 14th. And that's, that's probably why though, it doesn't make as much noise is because a, it is Michael McDowell and Alex Bowman. They're not necessarily big names right now in NASCAR. You had, you had Larson and, and Bubba who are quite literally two of the biggest names that the sport promotes on a regular basis in that incident. I was- and, and it's not necessarily as big of a deal because it doesn't have really a whole hell of a lot of implications behind it well i'm i'm more looking at the driver of the number nine car and chase elliott becoming a two-time champion and he gets cleaned out by a starting park well okay it wasn't a starting park first are we sure second of all i didn't see him up there at the end of the race well he finished like third i i think think Uh, you might have a typo in your scorebook damon well I don't think it is, but, uh, you know, you know, my feelings on the guy that drives the one car. However, I think the other reason it wasn't as big of a deal between those two, um, is because chase came out and said that he wasn't sure what happened and how, and if he did anything wrong, like he said on the radio, if it asked if he, did uh, yeah, and I, and I saw that and read all that and, he asked after Chastain so, lapped him again, like, you're 100% sure that that was right. I didn't do anything wrong. And his spotter was like, no, you didn't do anything wrong. Because he didn't. Chase lifted earlier in the race for Christopher Bell. Right. So Christopher Bell didn't get cleaned out in the first 25 laps because there's still over 100 laps to go, buddy. Mm-hmm. Like, people race respectfully. And this dude has just been on an FU tour. Sorry, I'm not very good at judging when those go off. There's no timer to them. But this dude's going on a FE tour the entire season, tearing up race cars. And, oh, it's funny because he's a watermelon farmer. Did you hear about that, by the way? Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Apparently, he's a watermelon farmer. And apparently, he's just hopped in every ride he possibly can to get to the to the top level. Did you know and that? And spare me the, you know blue collar work hard type of thing chase elliott's one at every level he's been in yeah he's had the equipment to do it but he works at his craft he's racing a dirt late model when he's not in a nascar he's racing a usac midget he's racing in different uh he's raced asphalt late models right like yeah the guy has money are you gonna like hold him down because he has money kind of hard to do right you know you can't i mean I'm sure they gave him good equipment coming up, but that's what you do when you're in the minor leagues, in ARCA, in the Xfinity Series. Sammy Smith was like the fastest car in the ARCA West race on Friday by like probably half a lap per lap. 
Like he was a lap down, unlapped himself, and came back and won the race. Not all under green, but like it happens, you know. And I'm, I'm just tired of the guy. I thank God that we have the off season here, because it's ridiculous the amount of people that clamor to be fans of people that do things like the guy in the number one, and people that do things like Michael McDowell did to a guy coming back from a concussion. Yeah, I would be more egregious to the one to the guy in the one car because why do you, why do you th- oh to the you're talking about the one yeah because he, okay. he he does this on a regular basis like this is that that's the thing like it's a a regular occurrence for that guy you know McDowell's had a couple of run-ins and I understand where you're coming from on on coming back from a concussion but at the end of the day. The, the guy in the one car continues to do this on a regular basis. If it wasn't for that, uh, that event that he put together last week at Martinsville, we would be talking about this as a bigger deal, I think. Because people are now like, oh, shit, we can't hold back or we can't uh, let Ross have it anymore because he made he made NASCAR get back to the mainstream media. Well, sorry, but the guy is still an idiot. He still cannot drive a car and still somehow manages to uh, to not get wrecked. Yeah, and I've said that a few times about him. He's not going to be a Dale Jr. He's just not. He doesn't have the speed. You know, he was showing it on Sunday, too. Like, he doesn't have pure speed to get by people. He's got to run them up a corner a little bit, and that's how he's going to pass. He didn't have the pure speed to catch Logano. There was no, no ifs, ands, or buts. Nobody. I know people were mad about... Nobody had the pure speed to catch Logano. Not what do you think about team. Blaney? Because Blaney was pissed in his post-race deal. Yeah, and- I, I don't know. That was kind of odd. Um I don't know if, if he was given a team order or not, but if you're given a team order and you finish second in a NASCAR race, like especially that one, like I, I picture Blaney as a guy who's going to win 60 races in his career. Maybe that's a little high, maybe 40, 50. I don't know, but right. he's not. He's going to be very good. That guy has potential to be the same type of guy as Chase Elliott is now, and um, Kyle Larson as well. Uh, all the guys the that thing. are. Though earlier in the week, because they asked Roger Penske this during his media day for the championship four. Hey, one is, second, is... All right, go ahead, Damon. Um, they, know, wanted, they wanted to make sure that I wasn't uh, stealing signs up here. There you go. Um, no, I think, you know, when they, they interviewed Roger during his championship press conference um, and asked him, you know, what a, a perfect day would be if, if he had, you know, Blaney running up to the front because he hadn't won a race yet this year, but Logano was second. He said, would there be team orders in play? And he blatantly said, no. He said, as long as Logano stays second, I need to get the 12 car victory this season because he he's earned it and has deserved it. And so I'm not going to pull team orders to do that. So I, that's why I don't think that there were team orders in play there for that sense. I just think that that was a, an indicator of the passing at Phoenix. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the clean air was huge, you know, and it's unfortunate because um, you want to get rid of cars that can't pass because of air. 
you don't want that necessarily um, at tracks like Phoenix. And, you know, maybe they'll uh, – I'm sure they're going to go to work on upgrades over the offseason. Uh, that's been relayed pretty well, I think, at least in my opinion. If you don't think it has, you know, tweet me, let me know. Um, NASCAR is paying for an upgrade to the car, um, and they've upgraded parts of the car throughout this season. Um, and so at least, you know, hopefully we're going to get the safety concerns and hopefully we're going to do some stuff on uh, short tracks. I know uh, Justin Marks, Brad Keselowski, and Denny Hamlin are all pretty uh, in favor of trying some higher horse, horsepower uh, packages at short tracks. So um, we'll see what those tests come up with. I know those guys, uh, they have some ideas. And I, I think the more of those types of owners we can get in the sport, the better because eventually if everyone's like that, it's uh, gonna be a pretty good product that NASCAR is gonna have uh, because of the ideas and the minds going through theirs. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's that's gotta be, you know, uh, something that they look forward to. And, and I, I think the higher horsepower is what, you know, what people are looking for. I mean, hell, the, the street cars of the models that we are currently running in NASCAR have higher horsepowers than what they are running. So uh, that that's something that I think they need to take a look at. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, Brad Sweet won his uh, fourth straight World of Outlaw Sprint Car Series title, beating out David Gravel. Uh, he had to finish like top 18 in the last nine. He did it. Um, what do you think of him? What did you think of that race, hearing the results? It, sounded, it didn't sound like I watched all of them. Gravel, his car just, I don't know if it broke during that first dash on Wednesday night. But it, from then on, it was not near as fast to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to watch much of it. Kind of just saw the results, really. Didn't see much, didn't hear much about it. So I, I'm probably not the best person to be answering this. But, you know, it uh, it certainly seemed to have been a year for for the consistency piece. I mean, that's why Christopher Bell was in the championship four. That's why Chase Elliott was in the championship four on the NASCAR side. That's why Brad Sweet was in, you know, the the championship hunt on the outlaw side. That's why Dennis Erb was was a champion on, on the late model side because you look back at their seasons and it was just consistently finishing races and being near the front of races consistently throughout this year. And so um, that that's why there was a chance there. I know you guys talked about it on, on here uh, last week leading up for, for that race, uh, talking uh, with that uh, interview, talking to Gravel himself and, you know, said that David had more wins, more top five, more top tens. It was just being able to finish races. I think that was the biggest thing that, uh, that hindered, hindered him throughout the season. And it certainly showed, showed its head, unfortunately this weekend. Yeah. And, uh, it'll be interesting this off season to see, uh, what teams and drivers, uh, opt to do with, uh, the high limit series and, uh, world of allies. And if they can find a way to work together, um, I sure hope that world of allies can allow their drivers to run those races. Um, I don't think it takes away from your product and I think it would be a scheduled benefit to you in more cases than not. And when it isn't, you're not going to have a guy travel across the country just to race one race. So your current world of outlaw sprint car champion, I would work with them. You know, that's just me. The right. best, 
dirt driver uh, and the best driver in the world right now in Kyle Larson, I'd work with him. So that's just me. Right. Um, I'm not trying to throw shade at the outlaws. I, I'm just thinking about the common race uh, race fan and what we can do to make our sport bigger. Um, and I appreciate all those guys for what they've done this season because it's awesome. It's been fun seeing the world finals gr- uh, grow. It's on my bucket list. I want to get down there. Uh, so appreciate them for a fun year, Mike Hess, uh, all those guys. Um, I said one name and then said all those guys, didn't I? All the balls bouncing yeah. uh, around me are getting my ADHD all out of whack. Hold on, we got a buzzer coming up, a little buzzer break. Okay, and thank you also uh, to Brian Walker uh, for what he does with the media, Nick Graziano, um, and all the guys that I know from there. Trent Gower uh, does great photos. Um, Ross Weiss for making those uh, cool videos um, and content like that as well. Mike Warren, uh, JC Norgard. I think I got all the guys that I know at least. There you go. But we'll see. It'll be an interesting offseason in that venture. Um, that's the other thing I wanted to ask you about, Donnie Schatz winning two of the last three races. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Old man can get it done. Hell yeah, he never left. All right, he never left. Never He's going to have his worst points finish in like 15 years today, this year, finishing yeah. fourth. Yeah, isn't that That's crazy wild, isn't thing it? to say? Yeah. To, to think that Donnie finishing fourth is bad. It's terrible for you guys. It's it's awful. This is, this is like the 2017 Cubs finishing fourth. Right. It's terrible. Right. You know how I feel. That's far underperforming. <laughs> for you yeah, Shots it's, fans. It, it's – we've been spoiled for quite a few years, so – I guess we have to take our downside every once in a while. All right. Uh, shout out to Damon uh, for joining me. I'll let you get to bowling practice. Uh, when's the next game? Uh, we are off this weekend and back on next weekend. I like it. I'm excited. Nitro Rally Cross this weekend. Super Dirt Late Models uh, this weekend as well. And I believe in finals. Vegas. Race XR. Yeah, that, that might be the big one, I guess. I'm cheering for the funny car points leader and the top field points leader to be knocked out in the first round. Well, that's what it's going to take, I think. Better yet, qualifying. Yeah, I, I can't foresee that in the case. What are, they, what are the odds they break out in qualifying four times in a row? Well, they won't break out. What does that mean? Uh, because that means they're, they they run a dial-in. They don't run dial-ins in, in pro classes, so they can't break out. The only way they would do is break total, like if their car wouldn't start or something. That's, like. that's more what I was actually talking about. I couldn't foresee them doing that. So. All right. Well, we hope. We will pray as well. There you go. Thoughts, prayers. Uh, stay safe and stay sound, Damon. Will do. You as well. Don't get hit by a basketball today. I'm I'm way too high up to get hit, but don't you, you never know. I'll take photos for about ten minutes of the men's game, so don't uh don't jinx me, I guess. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. And uh we will be back later this week, hopefully. Uh I'll let y'all know uh what goes on. Um can't wait for it. Have a good one, guys.